Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and good night. No, welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. That's better, right? Yeah, that's better. It was like Truman Show, and then I like was trying to think in my head, did I say morning? Yes, I got morning. And I just lost it. <laughs> nice, nice. Anyways, my name is Matt. I am one of your hosts sitting next to me uh, virtually. It's my good buddy, Mysterious Mike Talent. Yep, yeah, yeah, we're coming to you uh, over the FaceTime slash Zoom slash Skype slash Google thing. What's the new Facebook Facebook Messenger group or something? Room? I don't know. They got a new Facebook Messenger room thing? Interesting. Uh, it's, it's some video chat thingy to compete with Zoom. Well, uh, at least it's not... What what was it like a few years ago? Chat roulette? Where it was basically like just a bunch of penises? Yes, yes. Chat roulette was a bunch of penises. Uh, peni, if you will. Peni. <laughs> the plural of penises. Peni. <laughs> so, Mike, you were an avid user of chat roulette. Uh, no, no, I wasn't, turns out. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. Just people jumping in and out of conversations. I don't know. It, it seemed real odd. Clearly, you are having the wrong Zoom meetings at work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess uh, Zoom bombing is kind of like chat roulette? In a way, yeah. So, Mike, what is your favorite uh, Zoom virtual background? Um... Princess Leia uh, metal bikini. Yeah. Is that the one that you're rolling with? You have that in the back. She's like lying there. Java. Yeah. Yeah. I rotate through. I try and change every other day. Um, I got some Game of Thrones. I got the Simpsons couch. I got the Family Guy couch. Uh, of course, plenty of Star Wars. Uh, Parks and Rec. I put on Parks and Rec. It's like the the desk of the uh, main character. Um, Amy Poehler's character and everybody was like is that the Oval Office I'm like seriously you guys don't know what Parks and Parks and Rec is man you should just have one as little Sebastian dude that would be perfect that would be perfect (laughs) I need to do that I'm gonna hunt that down my background for tomorrow's two or three zoom meetings will be little Sebastian (laughs) so Mike Uh, how are things things are okay man we're 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 surviving over here on the east coasts. I heard uh you spent a nice wonderful day in quarantine covered with all kinds of different various bodily fluids. Uh yes, yes. The child unit uh is uh creating lots of fluids and sometimes those fluids splash all over me. <laughs> oh, the joys of bringing up a child that i will never ever ever have to deal with success see uh, hashtag winning right there hashtag winning i'm going with charlie sheen i'm winning oh yeah dude i haven't heard that in a while winning bringing it back i'm bringing it back mike nice all right so i will continue with a little business before we get started of our review for episode 168 code eight I believe it's 168. Yes. Yes. I just want to say thanks to everyone that tuned in 
to the radio station and listened to our pod and entered our contest to win the rhythm section freebie movie. That was pretty sweet. Hopefully it continues and we can do it again in the future. So hang out, listen to us, because you never know when we're going to give stuff away for free. Yeah. So just want to say shout out to everyone that entered and thank you very much. And especially on the radio station. That was pretty sweet. It was a lot of fun. So, Mike, all right, let's on to the review. This is an independent film that Netflix purchased known as Code 8 for episode 168 again. See, I'm getting it in there of the Real Film Nurse podcast. I guess it's technically a tributary, right? Uh, yeah, I think so, because it's... it's uh, I know Netflix didn't make it, but it's only available on Netflix, I think, right now. So, All right, Mike, so do it. Give us the rundown of... Uh, Code 8. All right. So Code 8 was directed by Jeff Chan, uh, written by Chris Pear and Jeff Chan, starring uh, Robbie Emile, uh Carrie Mache, Penny Izanga, and it's about a superpowered construction worker falls in with a group of criminals in order to raise the funds to help his ill mother. All right, Mike, first impressions. Uh, I didn't really know what this was um, that well. I just kind of saw it advertised or or I think it was on trending or something on Netflix. I'm not actually sure how I ended up watching it. But, uh, you know, I was pleasantly surprised with this. I, 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 I liked it. So that's one thing that Netflix has started implementing that I kind of like because Netflix is so vast, so much gets buried and I don't get to see it because of how their logarithm works. I usually see stuff that's related to stuff that I like to watch, but sometimes I want to watch something a little different. I did see Code 8 pop up because it is a sci-fi film and they know I love my sci-fi. But Mike, what do you think about their new edition of uh, having the top 10 trending on Netflix? Uh, I think it's kind of cool. I mean, it's definitely interesting to see what other people are watching. I'm not sure if it's region based or if it's like, con- like, like region as in like southeast or south or or like certain states. Like, I don't know how they're exactly configuring or you know configuring it, but um, it's kind of neat to see just kind of what's going on. And you know, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, then maybe I do want to watch that. So, um, that's pretty cool. And then, you know, now uh, Netflix has had this for a little bit. Uh, I think they kind of borrowed this from HBO is they definitely promote their own stuff uh, quite a bit more than they used to. Uh, like as far as having like a trailer after after the movie or, or when you first log in or whatever, they're always promoting something like, you know, the new Thor movie. Yeah. Chris yeah. Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Extinction, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which might be up for debate about if we're going to watch that for next week or not. I don't know. We'll see. But um, I think how Netflix is doing it, I think they're just doing it country-based. I don't think they're doing it region-based. Because, I mean, Tiger King was at the top for a long time, man. At the top for a long time. And I don't think there would be that many people over here, especially in Prescott, that gave two shits about Tiger King. But I watched it. It's a wonderful train wreck. It made me feel so good about my life. So, uh, Tiger King, uh, I mean, uh, Netflix, uh, just had their earnings, uh, report last week and they talked about a couple numbers. Not, they don't usually give out numbers too much, but they said that Tiger King was, you know, a smash success. And I think it had like 60 million streams. 
But at the same time, Netflix changed the way they count the streams. So before you had to watch like 75% of, of whatever it was to be counted as like a view. Now it's like two minutes or something. It's whatever the, I think this is how YouTube counts streams. So it's a little bit different. Um, so I don't know if that's inflating their numbers or not. But obviously, you know, if you've been on Facebook at all, you know that a million people did watch Tiger King because there's memes and jokes about it all the time. Oh, yeah. Everybody watched it. But I don't know. I think that's kind of cheating, especially when it comes to Netflix. I can see two minutes for YouTube just because YouTube has a lot of shorter stuff. It has a lot of longer stuff now, too. A lot of the podcasts and shows I like to watch are quite a bit longer. One is two and a half hours. I don't really watch that one much anymore. I, I really like that podcast, but it is just relentlessly long. But so, all right, Mike, I'll, I will steer us back on topic. Um, Cody, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, the acting was a little rough. A lot of the people in it are no names. There's not really any big name people. There's a couple, but no one real super crazy famous. Um, I think they did a fine job. I don't think the acting was like horrible, but uh, it's you could tell they're not seasoned pros, which is that's fine. It it is an independent film, so you got to go with what you can get for the money you got. One thing that I was pleasantly surprised is I thought the CGI was amazing for how much it cost. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, this movie had very good use of special effects in in, in your CGI and stuff. Like it kind of reminds me of. Uh, Oh no, I'm, I'm can't think of the movie. It's a movie in South Africa section. District uh, nine. District nine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of reminds me of that in some ways, even because the robots somewhat look like uh, some of the robots in that. But uh, yeah. Did you great. ever watch Chappie? Yeah. That's the the robots in this film look a lot like Chappie. Chappie was rough. I liked Chappie. I still bought it. I have it on Blu-ray. If you can believe that, don't spit all over the screen, Mike. Don't spit all over the screen. I know it's not a great movie. I can't believe you bought that movie. It's so weird. It's like a romance novel to this weird South African rap group. Basically, yeah. I I actually I don't know if I bought it. I think I might have gotten as a birthday present or something. I don't know, but it is in my Blu-ray library, not DVD Blu-ray. But um, I think one reason District 9, you know, District 9 had um, Peter Jackson, right? Backing mm, he might He might have been producer, yeah. yeah I think so he might have been a producer. I, it had a big name producer throwing money at it. So I think that's one of the reasons why District 9 looked so polished. But, dude, that is one of my favorites, man. I still, to this day, would love to see a sequel. I want to see District 10. You know, I want to see what happened to the main character of that movie. I really do. Yeah, definitely. But anyways, no, um, I, I enjoyed Code 8. I thought the story was unique. Um, it's kind of an X-Men ripoff in a way. But it what I really liked is that um, I talked about it on the radio this morning. It's like a blending of a lot of different kind of sci-fi subgenres. So you got robots. You got um, mutants slash, slash um, special powers. And then you got like this weird like gangster crime drama going on with it as well all in uh, one yeah 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 it was kind of a um you know like a judge dread meets um i don't know um x-men meets and then some other movie with like 
robots um irobot yeah kind of yeah but the robots were interesting because they didn't take um they were heavy on them like that's one thing not to get too much into spoilers but it's the start of the film where they're giving you all this background information and they other films have done this where they just like inundate you with news clips and sound bites and stuff from the media to build like the world and it was just very confusing and very fast there was a lot of it and one of the things that they centered on in the news clips in the beginning of the film was these robots and the creation of these robots called guardians and everything and then yeah they were they were a big factor in the film but they weren't really like a character i guess is a good way to put it they were more almost backgroundy yeah, I, I, I think that had to do with uh, budget issues, but I, I think what they did do was really awesome. Um, you're right, the start of this movie is a little odd, and it, it, uh, it it's like, what is this? Uh, but it actually figures itself out pretty quick. So, um, yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised in this one. It's a good story. It's a really fun story. It's a really interesting alternate universe. And I enjoyed that. I, I like that. I the story is definitely the story and the um special effects and CGI is definitely the best thing this movie has going for it. The story is a little rough here and there, especially uh again, not to spoil it, but the ending. The ending was just blah. I did not like the ending. It just kinda just I'll just leave it at that before we get into spoilers. <laughs> just fizzled out for you, huh? Yeah. The ending was just I'm like really? That's how you're gonna yeah. end it? Really? Does just it just just kind of cut to black. Um yeah. uh Yeah. But um I, I'm I'm glad that we watched this one. This was a good one to watch. This is a good movie to to watch during this pandemic. It's it's totally different world. You can kind of escape for your hour and 38 minutes and enjoy it. Well, I think, you know, that's one of the reasons why sci-fi is such an important genre and my favorite genre. Um, sci-fi and horror are like lumped together a lot all the time, but they're extremely different, very different. I, I like sci-fi because much like horror, it's usually in an alternate universe doing things that are not possible, at least not yet. But uh, one of the things I like about sci-fi, again, I said not yet, like Her. Her is like a romantic comedy sci-fi movie who would know like literally like less than 10 years after that movie came out, we're all talking to our digital assistants all the time. Granted, it's not at that level, but it's still a little uncanny. Yeah. And it's not Scarlett Johansson's voice, but I mean, it, I'm sure there's going to be one soon on Alexa or somewhere where you can change it. Dude, if I could. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's my first, you know, she's my future first ex-wife. She doesn't know it yet. She'll find out, you know. Yeah. Who's the Who's the dude from Saturday Night Live she's banging now? Colin Jost? I don't know. This is your fair warning, Colin Jost. I'm coming for you. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Matt, I guess with that, let me ask you, what are you drinking? <sighs> well, Mike... Thanks for asking. See, I got it in. I haven't said that for a while. Actually, yeah. maybe I have. I don't know. All right, let's see. Mike, today I have a mixed drink. I'll hold it up. Can you tell just by looking at what it is? 
Hmm? I don't know. Is it a white Russian? Because all I can see is, is like light color. It is a Caucasian, sir. It is a Caucasian. <laughs> In honor of the dude, I got a bottle of Kahlua. I still have my, you know, bucket of vodka from Kirkland and a uh, little cream for a delicious white Russian, aka Caucasian. I took a picture and put it up on my Instagram when I had my first one, what, last week or something like that? All right, Mike. Okay. What beer are you drinking, sir? Uh, I'm drinking a uh, Session IPA, and it is from Sierra Nevada, and it's called Three Weight. Three. It's got like a fly fisherman on it. Dude, on the that's front. a pretty sick little sticker on the front of there. That's nice. Yeah. So you still have not given in to drinking hard alcohol yet like myself. Uh, no, I haven't gotten there yet, Matt. But I mean, I got to go check out these specials, man. If they're just trying to move the liquor, man. They mm-hmm. are over here. I don't know how they're doing it over there, but they are over here. I'm getting I'm getting some pretty smoking deals on some bottles. Like even the Kirkland brand vodka, like the bucket of vodka I bought was on sale. It was like $4 <laughs> off. I'm like, it's already cheap enough as it is. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was $4. I was like, no, man, no dude, that's no. like cheaper than gas. <laughs> it was. It was close. I think it was uh it was like ten or eleven dollars for this giant bottle of vodka. Oh yeah. Speaking of gas, man, what's what's gas over there? We are still at I'll go with the station that I go and fill up at. I fill up at Ampum across the street from Costco because I'm not a Costco member. And it is currently two fifteen. What? Mm-hmm. We're getting robbed, unlike you guys over there. What's yours? Twelve cents? No. Uh, at 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 the place that I frequent, it's known as Wawa. Everybody uh, loves the Wawa. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, one sixty nine. The last time I went out of the house. So nice, nice. That's pretty good. So that was what three weeks ago? Uh, it was like a week ago, man. I don't go out much. It's like a it's like a little vacation. It's almost like a carcation. I go out a lot. <laughs> I go out a lot, man. I won't lie. This coronavirus shit ain't stopping me. Actually, it's uh, mostly nothing. for work. I usually don't, you know, I might hit up Walmart or something, but I try and do like uh what you're supposed to do, like time your trips around when you leave. So, I I'll I'll bounce around town shooting houses all day. Like Friday, I was gone from 9.30 until about 6.30 shooting. And on the way home, you know, I'll grab, I'll hit the grocery store or Walmart or get my drugs then or, you know, whatever. Nice. All right. So, Mike, you know what that means? It's time for my question. And I'm betting this one was difficult. (laughs) Yes, it was. All right. So, Mike, how does Code 8 relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right, Matt. Thanks for asking. So this one was quite difficult. Uh, This is a lower budget movie. And with that doesn't have some of the insiders and uh, normal people that make movies. But I was able to find special effects artist Michael Inunen. I'm sure I messed that up. 
uh, from uh, The Incredible Hulk 2008, who uh, worked on special effects for this movie as well. Incredible Hulk. Is that the one with Ed Norton? Yeah, the Ed Norton one. And that one is technically MCU. Mike, you win. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, man. <laughs> I was I was getting to the bottom of the list. I couldn't find anybody. There's a couple people that worked on some DC movies, but I won't mention which movies those are. And uh, yeah, so it was it was rough. You got it though. You got it. You persevered, Mike. Amazing. It is amazing, man. I mean, well, we're on a movie 168, and we have like what we've had like three or four that we couldn't find. Well, we had to do many, roundabout dude. ways for the three or four we didn't find. Or there was some where, like, w- when I did, like, Cloud Atlas, I just, I don't think I even did it. I was just like, yeah, Mike's not here. Sorry. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. And, like, I mean, but we think about it, like, my, one of my most impressive ones to me is that I found somebody from Jaws working on MCU. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the most impressive one by far. I mean, that movie is what, 1974 right and uh, literally a franchise that doesn't start for 26 years no when did when was iron man iron man was in 2000 2008 2008 god so almost 30 years and you tied him in impressive impressive mike impressive it was impressive all right so speaking of impressive mike let's go ahead and spoil code eight so if you have now watched it or you want to watch it or you just don't care uh keep listening or turn it off up to you mike go first all right matt so i'm gonna talk about the drones because i know that is a favorite heated topic for you but uh anyway i like the way that they did the uh quadcopter uh drone are they drones are they are they um because were they piloted? I don't know. It was a little vague on that part. Right. I was just going to say the same thing. I wasn't sure if they were piloted or not, but I think they were probably automated. So I would say, yeah, they're probably drones. Because, you know, it seemed, to, at least how it came off to me, this is just me theorizing, that the, the quadcopters are always, like, up in the sky, always operating. They might stop to refuel or something like that, and you wouldn't want a live person up there do like always sitting there just waiting, you know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Like so, you would have, you would have uh, like robots flying it and stuff and refueling, but then maybe you would alert a human person if you needed to do something, and then it would, you they would authorize. I mean, yeah, like if you it's would need clearance. The three rules. Yeah, right. It would need yeah the <laughs> rules of engagement or whatever. Yeah, it would need like clearance, right? So, because, I mean, the the robots are running around targeting people and just blatantly lighting them up. So, having an AI, because it would be, I envision it more like like from Terminator, where the flying robots, they're, you know, it's not like a robot sitting in a pilot seat. It just flies itself. It's programmed and it runs, but it's its own AI kind of thing. So, I can see it doing something like that. And then it would get authorization to drop and where to drop and stuff like that. Or refuel or things like that. But again, I'm theorizing, and that's one of the fun things about sci-fi. So you could do stuff like that. Yeah, no. Uh, but I, I and I enjoyed the um, the robots. I thought the special effects for the robots looked great. Like, um, 
I don't know if it could have been just people in a suits or whatever, but it looked good. So I, I don't know. Sound was good. Looked good. I think it was probably a combination of people in suits and maybe like green screened like parts and movement and stuff. Cause they do not move like people at all. They really are kind of chunky and clunky and, you know, a lot like, um, was that uh, Boston Robotics that had the weird-ass dog and the weird-ass... Oh, yeah. yeah. Boston Dynamics. Dynamics. Or Di- yeah, yeah, Boston Dynamics, I think, right? That has the robot dog and yeah. like, the different things. Yeah, I think their division yeah. was called Robotics. Anyways, it doesn't matter. You know what I meant. And, you know, that shit walks in real weird. But, yeah, it's still walking. And that's kind of like what the robots were doing in this. Yeah, I, I thought that was cool. Um, there's some other, like, I guess, I don't know if I want to say, like in uh, they're not would you call them mutants man i don't know enhanced people well i think they're supposed to be more like superheroes than um mutants but i mean mutants are kind of superheroes like what do you consider a superhero you know like batman's a superhero but he has no powers so i think they're just enhanced human beings so i would put them in the kind of like the same category as like someone like superman or an x-men or something like that but mutants are normal people that have mutated this seems to be just like winning like the the gene lottery you know yeah, um, I, I I really like the electrical special effects that they did in this. I know they're they're few and far between uh, because I think they were trying to save money. But when they used it, I thought it was great. So like, I think it worked well. One of my favorite things doing with the uh, powers, the powered individuals, was right at the beginning when um, they're all sitting outside like Home Depot and they get picked up to go do construction work and everyone that's like working on a house is powered. And so they're like cranking through building this house, like nobody's business, you know, like the electric guy, the guy that we're following, he's like cutting pipes and like welding stuff and like wiring stuff. I mean, can you imagine if you had some of these abilities, how quick you could do construction work? You know, that's pretty amazing. I thought that was a yeah. really smart idea. Yeah, that was a cool scene. It, it it's it's kind of fast, but it was kind of neat to see the different people. Like, so I think the one guy's carrying like stuff that's way too heavy for normal people, and like just other stuffs just going on. You're like, wait, something's a little off on this scene. And then like, I remember when when he's cutting the pipe, I was like, oh wait a second, because that was kind of our introduction. It's his finger. Yeah, <laughs> in, into the the special people. And you're like, well, uh, what is going on here? Yeah, like the dude that was carrying the heavy stuff, it was like like almost like a pallet of bricks or something like that. And I'm like, is he just really strong? <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. But I like that scene. I thought it was a really cool, good scene. Yeah, it was it was a neat way to introduce that. And then, uh, you know, the whole Home Depot thing and the like kind of class or, or you know, shunned these people are. Um uh, you know, I just had a thought, Matt. Do you know why this movie's called Code Eight? Do you remember them saying something about was that no anywhere in the movie? I don't, I don't remember think it was. Yeah, no, no, because like they even talk about the power levels of the different ability people, and it's not codes. It's like he's a level two and he's a level three, and I didn't understand how that worked. But it was, I don't know. I don't, maybe Code Eight is like the division with the robots of the police or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then I, maybe that has just something to do with that. Um, what was the drug called The that, that everybody was? 
psych yeah the the spinal tap drug well the one that i there you know that's the thing i did have a lot of questions when i was watching this with uh my lovely lady um psych so you take psych so you would think they pull this liquid out of the supers and then they sell it on the street but you would think it would only work on like normal people but it or just on like super powered people i was trying to figure out how that worked like does just everyone taking them just get high as shit or if like a normal person takes it do they die or do they get abilities or you know that those are some of the questions i started thinking about when they were introducing this drug yeah i don't know they didn't really yeah they didn't really go into that so it's hard to know but yeah you know it's okay i don't feel like it took away from the story no it wasn't like a must know but these are the kinds of things i start thinking about when i'm watching it I, i don't know maybe i just want more development I'm not sure. All right. So, Mike, what else do you want to talk about, Code 8, in the spoiler section? Um. Yeah, you, you, you know, you kind of touched on this earlier, but it, it was it was neat to see a mashup of, like, kind of the X-Men iRobot and, and, like, drug stuff. Like, I was like, oh, no, is this just going to be another, like, drug addiction movie? And although there was some of that, uh, it, it was actually a lot of other things, too. So it was... And it mostly rotated around uh, the main character and his mom and trying to get her treatment for something that we're not exactly sure what's going on. But towards the middle of the movie, I think they give you a little bit better explanation. It doesn't matter too much either. You just know that there's a problem and he's trying to fix it and everything that's going on around. And just he just keeps getting sucked in deeper into stuff that's probably not good. Well, one of the scenes where they're at the hospital, the doctor comes in and is talking about it. And what it is, is she has a tumor on her brain. And as the tumor grows and swells, it's causing her abilities to be uncontrolled and do what they want. So that's why like her hands, like she has like freezing ability or something. And her hands are like, they look like they have ice cubes and stuff. And and they're always like blue and cold. And so that's like a side effect of it. And she was starting to just unconsciously freeze lots of things and almost to the point where she was becoming a danger not only to herself but everyone around her yeah yeah and so that's what was going on with her yeah yeah um i thought that was uh, you know it's it was a good good story um the romance in this movie is very light and somewhat ends (laughs) very oddly as as Matt has alluded to, Matt, do you want to talk more about the ending? Dude, I was really afraid they were going to do the main character like falling in love with the healer, and they didn't do that. It's weird. Like he he uses her to try and heal his mom, and then halfway through it, this was another one that raised questions, but I'll just stop because I can go off about it. <laughs> the healer starts healing his mom, and she's like about halfway through, and he pulls her off her and says, you know. Uh, no, no, don't do that. And they show you later in the end credits and they like rush through it. Not the end credits, but towards the end, you know, his mom dies and she like lives and goes on and about her day and all this other stuff. And it ends with her going to a prison and meeting her father, who I guess she never met before, or I, I don't know. It's just... It ends with her sitting at a prison where the dude walks up, sits down, looks at her, and that's the end of the movie. What? It was very weird. 
very weird. They could have just ended it where the dude uh, was visiting his mom's grave and saying how, you know, he's he's sorry, kind of sorry for the choice that he made, but he thinks he made the right one of letting her die and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. That is, it is a weird way to end. And like, you think there's going to be just a little bit more. It's black, black screen. The dude didn't even say anything. He didn't like no. say hi, no. daughter, no. or you know, no, I love more you, money, man. or hug. Nothing. That costs more money. I guess now he's not now now he's not a talking actor. It's just it was just it I no it ended bad. <laughs> it was not good. It was not good, Mike. All right, all right. Well, Matt, what 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 are you thinking about doing for this this uh, next week? All right, so is it my pick this week? Since you picked last week, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. All right, so I'm gonna go with a pick that's on my list that I put on there a while back. Mike, you ready? There's about 20 of them deep. It's going to be Bubba Hotep, isn't it? No, no, no. That's a request. That's a request from my buddy Josh, who owns Game On in Prescott, Arizona. And dude, he is doing deliveries in his Tesla. He rolls around uh, once a day delivering stuff in his Tesla from the game shop. Sucks. I can't get my comic books because the distributor and pretty much the comics industry shut down. So I haven't gotten comic books in over a month. I just don't know what I'm going to do with myself. But uh, maybe you should read a normal book. Blasphemy. They don't have pictures. Jesus, Mike. <laughs> I mean, you could draw some. Okay, fine. See, now it's getting the other way where I'm going to have to do work now. I'll just take a picture of the book. Isn't that good enough? Sure. All right. Thanks, Mike. You're the best. You're the best. But now he, he runs around delivering stuff because he's mostly a game shop. With comics thrown in, but anyways, no, that's Josh, owner of Game On. Uh, my list. This is done by a little director. You might have heard of him. His name is uh, Martin Scorsese. Oh yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's maybe yeah, a little yeah. famous. Maybe this yeah, is yeah. He's done one or two things. This is a twenty-one-year-old film that he did, starring one of my. Favorite character actors of all time, bringing out the dead, starring Nicolas Cage. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think I might have seen this a long time ago. I- I'm interested to watch this again because I've heard it's amazing. It came out our senior year of high school, so you might have seen it back then. But it, it it's uh yeah, it stars uh, John Goodman, Patricia Arquette when she was on her way up. Uh, and Nicolas Cage are the three uh, main actors, actresses in it. I think I remember. Is it like? Does it have like a cross on on the the? What's the cover look like? It looks. I think I remember. It looks like the Red Cross with Nicolas Cage's face in it. Okay. So it's not like a, right. a a religious cross. It's a medical cross. Because gotcha. I have the synopsis pulled up right in front of me. all right go for it man haunted by the patients he failed to save an extremely burned out manhattan ambulance paramedic fights to maintain his sanity over three fraught and turbulent nights all right good summary so sound good you want to watch it mike sure all right bringing out the dead for those of you who want to watch it with us is currently streaming on amazon prime video so if you want to watch it go look it up you probably have to search for it because it is an older movie. It's probably not going to be towards the front, but it is on there. It is free. 
and uh, watch it and sit down and listen to us review it next week. Nice. I got to figure out what else I'm going to do, though, for the radio. Because I'm trying to do movies that we're not going to like review, probably, or if we do, it might be a while. I was thinking about maybe doing like a classic, like something off of like Disney Plus. You know, like I've never seen Zootopia. What? I know. I know. I know. You're not the first person that said that to me this week. And it's only Monday. That's, <laughs> it's, it is a fantastic movie that uh, I was extremely surprised at how, how funny and, and well done it is. So you should watch that one. Yeah, I need to. I need to. I need to. I think that'll be... I'll do that for next week on the radio. I'll do Bringing Out the Dead and the complete polar opposite, Zootopia. <laughs> yeah. Both family friendly, right? Of course. Of course. All right, Mike. So let's get to the bread and butter. How many reels do you give Code 8? All right, man. I'm going to give this one three reels because I liked it. <sighs> Dude. Again. again. No way, again? I gave it three reels. Because I liked uh, it. I thought it was good, but it had it had its issues. It had its issues. It's still a fun movie and well worth a watch. I will not say anything against that. Now, the other movie that I watched this morning, or not watched this morning, I reviewed this morning on the radio, was Captive State. I don't recommend people see that. That was not very good. I think you should no. watch it because I'd like to hear your opinion about it, Mike. All right, maybe I'll watch that. But it was it was not it was not great. So, all right. So I think that is it for everything I got. Unless you got something else, Mike. Uh no, no. Um, you know, uh, thanks everyone for participating in the contest last week, and we hope to bring you some more. And uh, I guess that's it from us. So uh, catch us on the next pod, and uh, follow us on all the socials. And thanks for listening. You forgot about the shitty selfies? Go to oh. Mike at realfilmnerds.com. Shitty selfies. Yeah. I don't think I forgot about that. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure it's starting to like settle down a little bit. You're only probably getting like three or four a day now. We need to boost it up. I want at least like a dozen a week, maybe more. Okay. All right. Well, with that, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Good morning, Magic 99.1. Who's this? It's everyone's favorite quarantined critic. <laughs> oh, it must be Matt Hinshaw from The Real Film Nerds podcast. Always, always. <laughs> How are you doing, Lisa? I'm doing great. How about you, Matt? I'm doing okay. Are you? Good, good. You feeling good? No coughs, no aches, no pains, no fevers? Uh, Just allergies. I have really, really ruthless allergies right now. You Other know, than that, I'm okay. I totally do, too. Isn't it like the worst timing ever? Yeah, this is not when you want to have allergies because you sneeze and everybody looks <laughs> at you like you have the plague. <laughs> or worse, the Rona. Or the Rona. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. all about, it's the Rona. It's yeah, the Rona. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hope you feel better. Tell me, did you watch something over the over the past week? Yeah, I doubled down on my favorite genre this week. Nice. What genre? Yeah. I watched two sci-fi movies this week. How did I know you were going to say sci-fi movies? <laughs> yeah, sci-fi is my favorite. I love sci-fi. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I like a lot of different genres, though. I mean, drama is amazing. Action is always fun. Sure. You like the rom-com. The, you like a good rom-com, I'm sure. Oh, I mean, totally. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good rom-com, you know? Right. I mean, right. when I'm feeling down in the dumps and I got to make myself feel better, I yeah. just pop in a romantic comedy. Yeah. And, you know, What's your go two to? hours later, I'm feeling great. What's your go-to? When Harry I Met watched, Sally? <laughs> no, no. When Harry met Sally, no, no. no. no what what, oh, what rom com is your go to? I want to know. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying You're to trying to think, think of, of one. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be Jerry Maguire. Yeah, Jerry Maguire is a good one. Jerry yeah. Maguire is fun. Show me the money, baby. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think. There, there's a couple of modern ones that were pretty. Well, not Jerry Maguire is modern, but yeah, like the yeah. past few years, I'm trying to remember. Well, we'll, get, we'll get back to that. Tell me, what'd you see? I'll start off with the one that I'm not doing for the podcast, okay. which came out last year starring John Goodman. It's called Captive State. Ooh. And? It was it was okay. A little disappointing. It's about aliens landing and basically dominating the entire human race. The film takes place nine years after the aliens have landed, and they are basically mining the planet for all of our natural resources, and they call themselves the legislatures, and they take over the entire planet, running the whole thing, and there's a small insurgent group that's trying to rise up against the aliens to reclaim the planet. It was it was okay. It was okay. It could have been better. I wish there would have been more like action and more alien kind of stuff in it. Yeah. It was very like politically driven and I don't know. I mean, it works. It, it's really a really fun and cool and interesting concept. Yeah. But there's I you know, sci-fi. I wanted more aliens. I wanted more sure. crazy stuff and there sure. there wasn't enough if in my want, book. If you want that other stuff, you can just turn on the news. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right. I okay. Mean, so how many reels are you going to give it? <laughs> I give it two and a half out of five. Ooh, two and a half. Okay, we'll pass on that one. What else yeah. did you see? The other one I watched is an independent film that Netflix picked up and put out fairly recently. I think they put it out uh, end of March. Uh, also sci-fi. It's called Code 8. Ooh, Code 8. Was it good? Yeah. Oh, I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. It's a really fun, unique, interesting take on um, superhero powers. Oh, okay. So Kind of an alternate reality where a percentage of the population is born with superpowers and they have to register with the government that they have these powers. And so if they don't, they can get in trouble when they do work and things. So, like, for instance, uh, we start following the main character in this film and he's doing uh, side jobs, kind of like sitting out front of like Home Depot. He's going and doing construction jobs and helping build a house because his superpower is electricity. Okay. And so he can do things like cut pipes and like weld and all stuff with his fingers. Oh and so gosh. he can build stuff really fast. Right. And so it, it just it starts out starts out with that. And then they start adding in robots. Uh, the robots were invented to help hunt down the, uh, the troublemakers with the superpowers that are breaking the rules and all this other stuff. And I mean, it just covers like all these different genres of uh, um, sci-fi just in one movie. And it was really fun and really kind of neat and a little bit off the wall. The acting's rough because it's not really a whole lot of really known people. Again, it's an independent film. Yeah. But it, the 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 um, CGI was really good for being such a small film. I really I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think it's worth a watch if you have Netflix. It sounds like you did. Tell me how many reels are you going to give it? 
I give it three out of five. Three out of five. All right, and it's on Netflix, yeah, yeah. which you already have anyway. Netflix. Code eight yep. is the name of it, correct? Yep, code eight. Excellent, Matt. Tell everybody about your podcast. Realfilmnerds.com. Come and check us out. We do one a week. We try and be, uh, you know, nice about it, and but we're honest. That's the thing. We're just a couple, couple normal dudes that are honest about our movie reviews. So right. it's not like critics where we break it down and all this. We're like, no, either we like it or we don't. That's right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> We're just a couple of film nerds talking about the movies. Matt, thank you exactly. so much for joining me this morning on Magic 99.1. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. Take care.